This episode of Open Ended is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. The axe is not a read an ad, so enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Cher Vincent. And I'm James T. Green, and this is Open Ended. A show about two best friends who talk about pop culture, tech, with a side of sass. And we're now 700 miles away! <laughs> yep, and we're still doing this. So how was your week, Cher? Oh, gosh. Um, I was just a stress ball, like a raw nerve this whole week. Everyone, I seem, uh, everyone seemed to be anxious, and I think that like pronounced my anxiety even further. I think it was just my own thing. I'd be like, I'll be anxious, but like I would have, you know, some kind of like recluse as far as far as like to hide away with someone else and they weren't so anxious, but everyone's anxious. So um it just like made it more in- intense. So um yeah, it's been a weird week. I mean it ended even weirdler or weirder, like I don't know. Like Well well what happened dude? Um we have a reality T V show um, star as our president or well, well, <laughs> well not our president oh, he's yeah, the president yeah. he's not my president let's be let's be that yeah. um let's put that clearer see I, I see the thing is i thought you were about to talk about something else but then this is like yeah the complete obvious fact that like this entire country uh, like yeah we're yeah, doomed. okay but <laughs> but um yeah i in person personally um it didn't end too strangely i went to see ben gibbard also known as the lead singer of this um very great alt rock band's death cat for cutie they were very popular in the mid aughts to late aughts i mean they're still technically really popular now but i feel like they have their like moment in the mid in the mid aughts was it was it really sad oh yeah sad boy music oh my god so much oh, yeah, i'm boy. sure it was so sad it was all so sad and like the in the opener to julianne baker she's from nashville well, she's 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 from Memphis, but she lives in Nashville, and she's great. But like, she's also a sad girl, so it was just like a sad night, just in general. <laughs> oh, it's just so many sad people. So many sad people, and like the thing is, like I had just loved another event right before then that was like the epitome of happy. Mm-hmm. Um, friend of the show, uh, Jenna Cosman, she had a Vine festival at a local movie house here with um, another friend of ours, uh, Max, and uh, they showed just all our favorite vines in the past three years and it was fantastic <sighs> it was fantastic i haven't laughed that hard in a really long time <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the vines are some i some i have never seen before and it was just wonderful <laughs> like i fucking so it was so shit. funny so it was so funny because like I was seeing photos from it, and like when I heard that they were gonna do it, I was like, "Man, it is the best idea." So I saw like some photos from it, and I've seen the vine. So like in the photo, I could just hear the vine in my head. Mm-hmm. So so like to myself, since I was here and I um, went home um, early because I'm, as you may hear, I'm like getting over a cold. Right. So I was laying in bed, and right before going to bed, I figured like since I'm not gonna be able to go to it. I went to another friend of the show, Brent Nepper. I went through his feed mm. and watched all the vines that he posted and had my own Vine Film Festival in my bed. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> On an and iPad. W- yes. And like <laughs> Jenna had this very like earnest speech about her relationship to Vine and why it's so important because it's like it's just very just a unilateral democracy as far as like media because anybody can do it and it's just a snapshot of someone's life like no matter where they are from like the ghetto of atlanta to like you know 
somewhere in Dubai. Like, no, it doesn't matter where you yeah. are. As long as you have a phone and you get the app, you can just have a snapshot of someone's life. And it's six seconds, but it's weird and interesting and funny and sentimental. You know, it has all these qualities, and I think it's just a really fun. Yeah. Um, it was great to watch that. There were some videos I had never seen, and I was just laughing so hard. Like, I, and I Okay, was, so the, which one? Which one? Oh, my gosh. Which so... <laughs> I know. Oh, describe Vine on a podcast. Let's yes. Do it. Okay. Well, I'm going to describe this one particular one that, like, I don't know why it just tickled me so much, but it did. So, um, for listener of the show, they know my deep, true, <laughs> deep love of dogs. I love dogs. I love dogs so much. I also truly, lovely, uh, truly, madly, deeply love Kanye West. So, <laughs> when you put these two things together, you have the like the thing. I don't know. It just, it made my heart sing a little bit. So there's this dog vine. It's like, it's six seconds long and it's slow motion. And it's like this little Shih Tzu, I think. And he's running and his hair is like flying. And it's also, um, it's a soundtrack to kiss the sky by Kanye West. Touch the sky. Kiss the sky. Yeah. yeah, Touch the sky. I'm sorry. Touch the sky. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm really tired, guys. I went to bed. I, I went hey, to hey, that's a good song. Time. Kiss the Sky is a really good song. It is a good, it is a good song, but also Touch I heard, the Sky. I, I heard Seal <laughs> is featured on Kiss the Sky. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the whole way off. But yeah, so Touch the Sky, and you just like, oh my gosh, we'll have to put it in the show notes. I will find it. I will find that vine so we can put it in the show Please notes. Please do. That's your but, own work. Yes, but oh my God, it's just, it's a thing of beauty, and I laughed so fucking hard. Like at one point, um, my friend uh, looked over me. She's like, "Are you okay?" And like, there was like tears streaming down my face. And, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever gonna be okay again because it's just so perfect. I gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'ma test this guy. What about you, James? What about me? What about you? How have you spent your week? Yeah. So how was how was my week? Um. So it was like kind of a bit of the same of just like ways to uh completely not think so much about um you know this person who i don't claim is my president yeah um so like with it like especially like me being a journalist like i have to cover some of this stuff but i was happier that like a good chunk of my week i got to work on stories that didn't necessarily fall within that intersection Mm. um i got to work on a really great story that came out friday really proud of it it was like 11 minute piece on um the podcast uh, the stakes over mm-hmm. at mtv news and we got to talk with this like really smart just oh, man brilliant brilliant um professor over at columbia university medical center about what happens to our brains with the anxiety of the news so um so i made like this really um cool little like tape and copy piece and if you're not familiar with tape and copy it's uh it's like you have the tape of the interviewer and then you have a uh, copy that's kind of wrapped around the tape so like you're kind of like explaining the story as it goes along um but it was kind of it was really therapeutic because it was like while cutting the tape i'm like listening to ways to help my own anxiety that i'm feeling (laughs) outside of all that um so that was like kind of like a guiding light throughout my week for the most part um also i got to like catch up with a bunch of other um friends that live out here um went out to a couple bars i felt i felt really good um and then like 
the whole bullshit happened on Friday and I, um, and I got sick and then I was on the way home and then my train stopped because, um, of police activity on my route. So I got off the train, I ate Shake Shack (laughs) and, (laughs) and waited for the commotion to stop. And I took a very long nap, a lot of self care for the most part because I, I need to, I need to be really intentional. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. So, so like, this is kind of off topic, but like, I've been thinking, especially like with the current state of everything, I've been thinking so much about intentionality, dude. Like, mm. there was this really great. Did you hear the latest Another Round? Oh, I did. Um, with Kim Drew? Yours truly was in it. Oh, oh yeah, that is right. Duh. Um, <laughs> for listening to the show, but, I was on the show. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. Yeah, that is right. Duh. Oh God. Um, but, but yeah, Kim Drew was on there, and mm. she was talking about like intentionality in what you do, and she was talking about the idea of the careful black girl. Yes, and, I definitely related yeah. so much to that. Yeah. Holy shit. And you, yeah, and even though like I don't identify as a woman, um, I could identify with this like idea of being careful mm-hmm. and being in spaces that, like as she said, she was like, I, they didn't expect me to be here, but right. I'm here or something along the lines of that. Right, and right. I, I was oh, like in almost every. I, I relate to that so much, and it was like what I needed to hear at that yeah. time. Like, so that kind of like felt like a guiding light throughout my week of like i'm here i'm going through my own shit but like while i have this opportunity you know amplify other people's voices you know what i mean and for sure I and i feel like we felt and, good it felt yeah good. no i feel like and we've uh, you know they related to that way what we do with post loudness the way we try to amplify people's voices as much as possible you know, I'm not trying right, to give right. them a voice because they already have a voice. And I think that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. sometimes that um, kind of t- that idea kind of gets blurred. It's like I'm giving voice to the to the, you know, right. to the silent like well, you already have a voice. It's right. not about, you have you know, a voice. Right. You just have to amplify it and make it bigger right. and have people listen to it. But they already yeah. have a voice. And I don't like the idea of giving anybody mm. anything. They already have. Yeah, something. because people have a voice. Exactly. And like that's like that is a thing that kind of, like pisses me off is like when people are like, oh, I'm giving a voice. It's like, no, people already have a voice. Right. Like, yeah. you know, because that's when you get in this, um, you know, you know, the idea of like white savior, <laughs> which is something that you know I mean? I'm going to talk about now. Um, oh, it's a great well, segue. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's a great segue of what um, I'm like. We're recording this Saturday afternoon, which is when um, well, most of it's died down now for the most part. But they have the March um, woman march that happened in D.C. and a lot of other sister cities, including Chicago. And I believe Chicago at this point in time it is the second it's a it's the second largest gathering outside of dc we had 150,000 people show up so much awesome. so so much so that um they couldn't actually march because it was just too much for security purposes so we just had a rally downtown downtown in the loop um at grand park which is a large park here in the city and um yeah i didn't attend um and I'll tell you why. Um, a lot of these marches, especially this particular one, it it felt very, it felt like an appendage, the idea of intersectionality. It didn't feel like it was part of their main ideals. It was more like, 
women i.e. white women are um being uh, are being objectified and being taken having their rights taken away from them and we can't stand for that and so they started rallying and you know that i didn't really there there didn't really seem to be a place for you know people who look like me in the conversation they were kind of like Ooh. oh yeah you're kind of like oh yeah you know you can come too it's kind of how it felt and it didn't feel like you know, it was being carved out for me to actually be a part of it. You know, a lot of organizations like Black Lives Matter and um, other um, other organizations like people who are dealing with, um, you know, incarcerated um, prisoners and other rights groups, human rights groups were getting involved. But like it felt like it was adjacent to the March um, for Women, not necessarily um, the Women's March, rather, not necessarily um, in accordance with it. So it didn't really feel like it was, you know, something that they're considering. It just felt like, you know, something that, you know, oh, yeah, sure. It was like a second thought. I didn't really feel like they were being, you know, we weren't being considered. And also, like, I don't know, with a lot of these, like, big-ass marches, it feels like has, like, this trendiness factor to it. Like, oh, now that, you know cool celebrities are getting involved or your favorite person on Instagram is tweeting about the poster that she just made. Now you think you should get involved. And it's just like, where were you when we were getting shot in the street? Where were you when, you know, people who have been, you know, you know, marching for years about the injustices and like long before, you know, Trump even became a factor, like women's rights were being, um, you know, stripped away, you know, months ago with like Planned Parenthood, like, you know, just, you know, not not just recently, um, you know, Obama, one of his last executive orders was, you know, funding Planned Parenthood, but like Planned Parenthood has been on stake for a long time. So, you know, it just feels like, I don't know, it feels kind of like a, I don't know, I just, I, I had a lot of issues with it and, you know, I just... And also, like, and this is just, like, me being kind of, like, probably extra and maybe more militant than I need to be. But no, 50% of white no, people, white women voted for Trump. And um, I didn't particularly want to be marching next to somebody whose parent probably voted for Trump. I, I just, I don't want to be a part of that. It's like, I don't know. If you, like, a lot of this stuff happens. Yo, at, you deserve the right to be, to have complicated feelings. Yeah. And, like, you, you do. know. Yeah. And just, like you know some of this shit starts at home man like get your house in order if you can't like get your mom to fucking vote for the right person you know i don't know like i'm sus so it's like i uh so i was very conflicted and i um decided to not walk now i'm not condemning anyone who who walked that's awesome exercise your right to vote uh, to um to walk to um use your freedom of assembly you know that is your absolute right to do that you know the more the merrier i'm glad that it's happening i just wish that like when they make these kind of organ when they make these kind of sweeping declarations and try to get people involved they consider more than just like themselves or their their close circle and that's what i felt like i didn't feel like i belonged there i didn't feel like people who look like me really belong there and like mm. it just felt like a woman's issue and like i'm a woman but like i'm also a woman of color and a lot of the women who are in that crowd i don't know if i was their first thought when they thought of a woman yeah yeah i mean yeah that's valid that's va- like yeah because i know like we both know that whenever <clears throat> 
woman is thought of it's usually defaulted as white woman yeah exactly and just like the intersectionality is rarely present there it's just it's not you know i have friends who are walking and you know they're posting on facebook how like you know i'm not just walking for you know women's rights i'm also for lgbtq and you know civil rights and black lives matter and that's great you know, and I'm sure there's plenty of people who are doing that, but it's not so much the people who are walking in it, it's the organizers. And, you know, you know, you know, the, the old Russian saying, like, the fish rots from the top down. Like, if you're, if you don't have the top, you know, organizers who are doing it and being intentional and being, you know, considerate to not just their, you know, particular um, issue, then, you know, everything else falls apart too. And, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yes, people came and they came in droves and I'm so happy that it happened. But, you know, moving forward, you can't just, you know, assume everyone's going to get involved. You've got to, you know, you've got to make, you got to mend the bridges. You've got to make it so that everyone feels included. And I just didn't feel included. Hmm. And I don't know. I Like, I, it actually kind of like, now that you're speaking about it, it kind of reminds me of uh, that dust up that happened with the uh, Pantsuit Nation. Uh, yes 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 yeah it all it all kind of comes down to like just you know like that like that well, like the trendy thing like yeah you know women unite it's like okay um <laughs> you know i don't know it's which women though <laughs> right exactly like um, um yeah i'm not gonna walk in for me if i got shot in the street yeah y'all weren't you know y'all weren't working yeah. for me when like you know you know a fellow a fellow human being got shot on the street because of the color of his skin because you know or you know police brutality or what at what have you like they didn't even get shot but like beaten up what have you like yeah. you're not walking for that you're walking because you know your body is being victimized not mine and you know protesting is not the only way we can get involved there's so many ways to get involved you know um i was talking to a friend about just getting involved and she was saying like you know her she's currently in some financial strengths and strengths and she's like in between jobs and she has anxiety out like family stuff too but she also still wants to like you know get involved and feel like she's contributing i was like great well you're currently unemployed right so you can your time you know is a huge donation yep you know if you can find ways to volunteer volunteer somewhere you can help with tutoring you can help with being a big sister or a big brother you know that necessarily you know doesn't involve any kind of money at all just involves just involves your time and that's i think time is more valuable than money in some regards too because you're physically there you're physically giving your time away I do want to talk about trying to like cope with stuff too, because this is a lot. And like, you know, how I just said like, you know, get involved full throttle and head first, you know, and do what you can. Sometimes we don't have time for that. We simply have like jobs and lives and people we care about, but also we don't want to like it taking over every matter of our lives. It's, it's, it's a lot for one person to handle. Um, So coping, what have you done this week to help you cope? I think I think the biggest thing has been being slightly more introspective and reaching out to the right people. I think uh, especially like at this time, the private conversations I've been having with people, like conversations with you that are not recorded on a podcast, conversations with my partner, um, my good friends, people who I trust 
out here have been really helpful and have been like the safest especially like when online spaces now are a little bit well not a little bit but um, a lot more dangerous Mm. (laughs) now versus years ago so i'm a lot more careful you know i've had colleagues that have been attacked hacked by um i don't call them all right i just call them neo-nazis um by neo-nazis hashtag Uh, nazi (laughs) yeah and so i for me uh those private conversations have been like my guiding light you know telling myself that it's okay to sleep (laughs) um has been really nice (laughs) um remembering to eat (laughs) has been huge for me uh (laughs) Uh, I, I know when I get really, really, like, nervous and, like, wound up, I'll, like, forget to drink water, I'll forget to eat. That has been, like, my coping mechanism. Reading fiction. <laughs> you know, your book club has, like, helped me to read a fiction book for the first time in a very long time. Uh, like, be in saying it's okay to escape a different world and knowing that that's not an issue. Um, because if I'm not good, I can't help others. Uh, that's that's what it's been like for me. It's awesome. I'm glad that that's helped you to the book club. That's why yeah. I made it. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, that's why I made it. I wanted a place where it was like sometimes you need to escape in books. People need to read. Um, what about you? What about yeah, you? about me. Um, the book club's definitely helped a lot. I read. Um, I'm almost finished with Spending Time. I'm really excited about that. But um, I've been getting back into like movies. Um. For a long time, I wasn't looking, watching movies at all. Um, I think 2015, I think I went to the movies once. Um, I watched some movies on Netflix or whatever, uh, um, like randomly on Netflix. But like, I think the last three or four months, I've been really, really getting back into movies, especially older movies. And not like, you know, black and white movies or like from the 1920s or 30s, but like, 90s movies like i just revisited um two movies that i hadn't seen in years um the talent of mr ripley starring matt damon and jude law and also um a couple nights ago i watched um primal fear with edward norton and richard Gere. and the the latter one is set in chicago and kind of like a neo-noir film style and it's a fantastic film it's kind of predictable but like it's a fun weird um movie um with like a crime drama and uh it has a very uh unsuspecting villain and um just watching movies like that but seeing i guess for me is seeing i'm getting more into movies that have like justice <laughs> um served in it randomly because i used to be really just and watched like shitty um rom-com movies that like i knew they were bad but i was like i want to watch this because i know it's gonna be terrible but um i've gotten more into watching movies that like have you know some kind of not so much social justice um aspect to it but some sort of you know bad guy versus good guy element to it like there's a clear like there's a clear 
very punish uh, black and white. Uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't, there's like, you know, it's not as gray as like humanity can be. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're like, like the nuances aren't as strong. So like just seeing that um, those kind of the movies have really like helped me, you know, it's just escape for a little while and it's mindless, but it also just, it's self-care in a way that I haven't really thought about in a long time. Um, I used to watch movies a lot when I was a kid, um, when I had no friends, <laughs> and uh, I'd escape to the <laughs> movies, and um, it's kind of gave me that solace again, just kind of calm my nerves and just like watch something that I don't necessarily have any kind of stake in, but for two hours I can just like lose myself in something that's not dealing with this, and you know, you know, for people who, you know, brown people, it's hard, you know, to not be political. Our skin is political. So, you know, staying, like, being outside is, like, almost like a political statement these days. So, like, it's nice to just be tucked away in your house and lose yourself into a world that has nothing to do with this one just for a little while. And also, like you were saying with, like, friends, um, just um, this year I've been, like, a private well, now it's not going to be private anymore, but it's um, a resolution to be with friends more, um, make an advantageous effort to make plans with friends that I don't necessarily have projects going on with. I feel like last year I was only really hanging out with friends that I had like ongoing projects with like you or, or Subi with Gossip Girls or... Um, just doing ongoing projects with people to find excuses to hang out. But now I'm trying to like remove myself from just like constantly doing that and just have like quality time where we don't talk about anything except for like, you know, what city, shitty, you know, celebrity trash we found out or, you know, talking about boy stuff or talking about dating stuff or talking about this book or TV show I just um, watched and not talking about, you know, this project we're doing or this thing we're creating together, which is good too. But like, I felt like I was getting so over, um, overstimulated in that way as far as creating things that I actually wasn't like building friendships. I was just like building a resume and something that I don't want to do all the time. So <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you know, like maybe I don't need to talk about, you know, this thing right now. I should talk about something that has nothing to do with anything. So, um, yeah, that's been helping me cope. Like um, when I saw Ben Gibbard last night, I was hanging out with a friend that I never get to hang out with. I was hanging out with Chris Wilkerson, um, friend of the show. Really great guy. Oh, that's never, dope. Never I'm glad get to, hang, got out. to hang out. Yeah, exactly. Never get to hang out with him ever. Like I feel like I've hung out with him. I've known him for two years. I think I've hung out with him five times ever. So like it's one of those guys who's like, oh man, this is great. Get to <sighs> see him and hang out with him and like spend oh quality time. And he's the best. He's one of the best people ever. He's oh lovely. God, next time you see him, tell him I said what's up. I did. I did. I did. I did preemptively. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah, I did preemptively. <laughs> but yeah, he's a fabulous guy. So like being able to spend quality time and make appointments and make, you know, an effort to do that has really helped me a lot more than I thought it would. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just happy that. I have that privilege of having friends, of having um, close friendships that are here. I don't like, you know, not all my friends live far away. Um, there was a part, of, there was a time in my life when that was the case. So um, I'm really happy. I'm just taking advantage of the friendships that I have. And, you know, I guess, you know, 
resistance and staying staying together and um, resisting together. Hey, Cher. Hey. You know what time it is? It is open call time. It's open call time. So if you're unfamiliar with open call, open call is where we give a shout out to what it is we're feeling this week. It can be a concept. It can be an idea. It can honestly be whatever the fuck we want. Uh-huh. So what are you feeling? This week, I'm um, revisited two of my all-time favorite TV shows, one comedy, one drama, and um it's been another form of coping um arrested development which is a show that um, broadcasted on fox 20 2003 to 2006 and then it had a reboot um in 2013 on netflix and um you know the first three seasons the, the the netflix season is great but like the first three seasons is still like some of the best television i've ever witnessed and i do not say that hyperbolically i mean that like truly from the bottom of my heart it's so funny like even the pilot and which is a show which like for most shows the pilot is not ever their strongest episode but the pilot of this show is so so funny um there's this moment where this um one of the characters buster he (laughs) oh my god so have you ever watched the show oh yeah yeah okay i finished the whole thing Okay, great, 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 cool. So, um, for listening to the show, who don't know the show, um, the rest of the element is about this family who um, were wealthy real estate agents. Sounds familiar. And... (laughs) 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 And When art imitates life. Right? (laughs) (laughs) When life comes at you fast. Anyway, um... (laughs) They get and the patriarch of the show um is found out that he has been um doing a lot of laundering and a lot of stealing from the company and you know fudging numbers essentially making using money that was supposed to be beneficial for the company for himself um using everything from the company credit card to the company yacht to the company jets like just out here <laughs> doing you know whatever the fuck he wants and he has three adult children they're all spoiled and the oldest son um not even the oldest son he's like the youngest son no he's a, he's a middle child he because there's four children there's job will arnett the twins played by uh jason bateman and um portia de rossi and the youngest son tony hale who um is a national treasure i think he's a perfect actor um and they are all trying to like function because once the dad gets it, put in prison um they the companies all the money is frozen so they have no assets like it's they're horrible they have no idea what's going on they're just trying to cope so in the first episode it's just so perfect it's so funny because like they're freaking out and um they're literally on a company yacht right now and they're getting chased by like the coast guards (laughs) and um oh my gosh it's just the youngest brother his name's buster and he took he's like a like a career college student like he's taking he has like five or six degrees and one of his degrees was in uh cartography which is the study which is the making of maps and he was trying to read the map because they're trying to escape from the cops and he (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Obviously, the blue part on this map is land, which is one of my favorite <laughs> fucking lines ever spoken. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> so good. So good. So that's been getting me through. Um, also, shout out to The West Wing. Um, it's a show that I've um, talked numerous times about on this show. So many um, times. I love that show so much. <laughs> and it's just like so relevant because like I was watching the rest of development and then I got my feels because I realized like, oh, these are just a, these are just funny trumps. So I <laughs> started watching like The West Wing. Um, again, um, I've rewatched the series maybe 10 to 12 times i don't know i've watched the entire seven seasons like so many fucking times but uh, and i'm on my probably 13th to 15th you know give or take time watching the series in its full run i'm in the middle of season three right now but um it's one of those shows it's just like especially right now it's fantasy but i have to see how democracy works and how it's effective (laughs) and even like in a perfect democratic you know um um democrat house or um democrat um white house even like they had their issues so it was just like it was great to see that and see people like you know govern and be you know not just idealistic but effective and just like yeah you know this can happen i mean it's total fantasy no one's great but you know i just want to see something that works so that's what's getting me through this week um is arrested development and uh the west wing two really great shows and they're both on netflix so if you have a netflix account that you can steal or actually pay, pay for you should go and spend some time with the bluths and uh the barnets so what about you james what is your open call this week just i always know i could just count on you for just like tv stuff i know like, i'm sorry cause I'm, <laughs> honestly, i watch way it, too much tv i watch too much tv if, if but... it wasn't for if it wasn't for you and today like i would not know what the hell's going on just brief aside <laughs> i'm just brief aside i'm i'm watching the young pope right now and i'm like <laughs> oh my god we I'm have so someone fucking, to talk about it's so I've, weird and I've, wild I've, i love it i'm so fucking obsessed with the young pope but that's it's not so what i'm giving good. my <laughs> Uh, the young pope that's memes that might be my other if like no i know be, like I random know. out um oh out God. open call that would be like my yeah other yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, and so yeah, that's a whole nother thing because like now oh that, that like <laughs> that like now i work in media like media twitter is slowly like taking over my twitter so same like, media twitter so, is so over much. yeah media twitter so, is over but, my <laughs> but that's another day we'll talk about young pope but yeah. yes <laughs> so you my should. shout out this my shout out this week is um to friend and colleague doreen saint felix because mm. she like is fucking killing it right now she mm. was nominated my fantasy th- yeah my fantasy um friend i <laughs> Hi, Doreen. I know you she, don't want to listen to the show, but one day, one yeah. day we will meet, and one, and I, I promise I won't freak at you. I'll just be nice and quiet. So she was nominated for three AS Emmys. So oh my god, that's so great! Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with that, it's just, it's kind of like um, the Grammys for for writers. Um, yeah. It's the American Society of Magazine Editors. So they Huge. were for three pieces that she wrote um, at MTV News, and of course. We were like so fucking proud of her, and like Doreen works hard. Like yeah. she's out here. She and is, and she's I'm, been killing it for years. Yeah, and I'm just, 
and i'm just like so i'm just so glad to like work with her every day and just like collaborate on stuff but like i'm glad like you know she's getting her worth i'm glad she's out here like you know she deserved it so mm-hmm. shout out to you doreen mm-hmm. congratulations like, doreen. Awesome. yeah i hope she can't wins. wait to see yeah i know i can't wait to see the grams of her mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> at this Ooh. like prestigious spot it's great Ooh. it's great it's so great <laughs> open-ended is Cher vincent and me james t green and we are a proud member of two fine networks uh post loudness collective of independent audio shows hosted by people of color and queer identified hosts and the cpc the chicago podcast co-op you can donate to us at openended.fm slash donate or you can become a member at patreon starting at one dollar a month at patreon.com slash open-ended and if you don't have money that's okay because you know what's free yes itunes reviews you can go to itunes and review us give us five stars preferably and give us a you know a little bit of something a little snippet of how we make your life a little bit better so you can go to itunes to do that now and of course if you can it came through this through like the website or somewhere else you know you can just have this delivered to your phone automatically so wherever you find your podcast whether it's itunes stitcher google play just find us hit subscribe next time it comes out it'll automatically land on your device so if you want to tweet at the show you can do that at open-ended fm that's where we post about new episodes any kind of show announcements things of that matter or you can tweet at us directly i'm at underscore james t green and i'm at share musings and we'll be back next week so until then keep things open-ended post loudness audio